I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are staying up late for season eight of the, the Connor, Connor and Smith Show. And I'm sure you like, wait a minute, Stephen, Tarantula already happened today. We have today's episode. This is a bonus. Today, we are talking to Amy Pierce Alvino, who is the director, co-founder of uh, Summerfield Stage Company's production of our show, Ichabod, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which premieres tonight in Oak Ridge, North Carolina. We're so super excited to talk to her and how it's going. Um, if you are in the North Carolina area and you don't have your tickets, you can't come tonight, you can't come tomorrow because it's sold out, uh, but you can come on the Sunday, I think there are tickets, and next week, uh, the 20th and 21st, I believe there are tickets as well. So here is our conversation with Amy. Uh, we'll be right back. For generations, people in Fairfax, Virginia have heard tales of the Bunny Man. Now, Bunny Man Brewing offers a tasty array of high-quality microbrews with a rotation of unique flavors. Come by to have a sample and maybe even catch a glimpse of the legendary hopper. But bring a friend, because you don't ever want to drink alone. Check our hours and see what's on tap at bunnymanbrewing.com. From award-winning journalist and author Michael Lee Pope, The Ghosts of Alexandria. His spellbinding book tells of historical intrigue, the brutal beginnings of a port city, romances that end in tragedy, restless spirits like the tomb of the female stranger who's said to haunt Gadsby's tavern, and the three falling ghosts of the Carlisle House. Explore the supernatural journey of the Ghosts of Alexandria, available at ArcadiaPublishing.com. From Dathan Auerbach, author of Pen Pal, comes the chilling horror novel, Bad Man. Booklist raves, it's magnificent. The Shining, set in a grocery store. The Washington Post calls it atmospheric and unsettling, takes on an aura of almost gothic menace. And USA Today says it's wickedly effective and saves its darkest deeds for an unnerving end. Bad Man, by Dathan Auerbach. Available at 1000vultures.com. Hello. Hey. Hi, Amy. How are you? I am great. It's Friday the 13th, and it's a beautiful day, and it's opening night, so I'm so I happy. know. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my husband and co-host, Matt Connor. Hey, Amy. Hey, Matt. Oh, my gosh. That's so thrilling. Did you plan the opening to be, like, purposely on the 13th? Absolutely. As soon as we decided we were doing this show, we were like, it's October the 13th. It's a Friday the 13th. We are opening that night. <laughs> it's a sign <laughs> from Jesus. It was. It totally was. That's so fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. So just for everybody listening, uh, this is going to be, I'm going to put this episode out like this afternoon Sweet. because it's very timely. Uh, you guys are opening our show, Ichabod the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, in a like former church with a graveyard outside. It The photos look fantastic. Um, tell us how, first of all, how did you find this venue? You know, where we're located, uh, we're kind of out in the country and there's not a ton of options. There's tons of schools we could use, but 
I was like, this is just not it. It's not, it's not it. And I was driving down what's called US 68, which Oak Ridge and Summerfield sort of connect. And uh, I saw this sign that said now available for events and whatnot. And I looked up and I said, oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. So my son who's three and I drove up the hill to check out this historic church building and the graveyard and everything. And I immediately went on Facebook and found the contact and was just like, guys, I'm doing this show that's set in the same period. I think this building was built. Can we talk about it? And it all kind of went from there. And um, Elise, who is my co-founder for Summerfield Stage, she went over there as well. And she was like, oh, my God, it's so perfect. So that's really what happened. Just driving around. <laughs> um, I, I remember when you first sent me photos of the venue, I just got a feeling like, oh, yeah. that's it. That's it. Right. This type um, of show really speaks to a more immersive space, in my opinion. You know, I mean, you can do it anywhere, but for something that's so intimate and like a ghost story, it just felt like it was perfect. Yeah. I mean, you could do this show. I wish someone would like, like in a barn somewhere. Like, totally. It, it feels like it belongs uh, anywhere and everywhere, uh, especially exactly. at this time of year. Totally. Yeah, also with your uh, set and your building, it feels like you already like, tackled one issue which is trying to you know not only find a location but then building a set in that location and you kind of knocked two things out at once yeah it's funny we didn't end up hiring a specific set designer we had some volunteers who threw some ideas at us that were great and actually my next door neighbors built those trees and they turned out to be so cool the way we backlit them and um, everything else was sort of like a combination of um, our creative team just kind of saying, well, I think if we just keep this minimal and add some more lantern lights and some more, you know, obviously the show talks about being in the schoolhouse it is in the schoolhouse. So adding a bunch of books and things like that, just to, to make it feel like it's actually uh, Ichabod's schoolhouse. Um, it turned out really cool. Honestly, I, last night I was feeling emotional. I sat there and looked at it and was like, you know, we did it. This really looks authentic. It, it feels like we're really in the late 1700s, early 1800s, and, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you're in Sleepy Hollow. We were. Yeah, we totally are. Um, those lanterns are so wonderful. Uh, we have... Steven's obsessed with light. I am. I, anything <laughs> that lights up, I'm, you know, um, a moth drawn to it. But the, those lanterns that uh, you're using, we used in our production, and I currently have four of them sitting on my bureau in the the dining room so, <laughs> all next to a little Ichabod gravestone oh, I love it um, so uh, what do you think okay so doing a staging a musical is difficult enough as it is uh, starting a new theater company is difficult <laughs> enough as it is you're doing both at once how um, how, did you, how did the cast Come see a show that no one's ever heard of <laughs> right how did the cast kind of react to uh, like auditioning for a new with new material and stuff like that that I'm sure that's not everyone's experience or usual process. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, some of uh, the people that we cast and, and people that auditioned as well were auditioned merely because it was something new. They were excited, not only because we were new, but also because it was a, a show they couldn't really, you know, go on YouTube and watch every famous person in the world ever do. So I know for a fact, like our Katrina has mentioned that multiple times. She loves it. It's a new work. She really loves the music. Um, and, you know, I think in the very beginning, there was a learning curve for some people who maybe learn better by listening to original like recordings, you know, sure. but yeah. um, once, once everybody got 
really got the feel for it and what we're doing with it, they've really taken it by storm. And I mean, they sound truly amazing on it. And they've they've really embraced the newness of it and have made these characters their own, which is fun to watch. This is one of the only, I think, one of three of our shows that it does not have a cast recording, unfortunately. Um because the rest do. Uh, so that would have helped people learn. But So we're launching our Kickstarter today. Today. Ten <laughs> <laughs> grand. I mean, our music director and with the rehearsal tracks and stuff, everyone got it. It was just, it was one of those things with new work. You know, some so many people were like, oh, you're doing XYZ show. I already know these three songs by heart, where this was like, right. we're coming in cold. And it was kind of fun to watch the process, the learning process, too. Right. Um it's interesting because this show, I think you and I have had many conversations on like Facebook Messenger about this show, but it is true, like what we were talking about the other night, um, it's really a sweet story. Uh-huh. It's a love story right? that has just like, then you throw in some creepy. <laughs> um, but it's a very sweet, I mean, the score is so lush and gorgeous and um, it is kind of family friendly. So that it, I love this this time of year because it does offer both children and adults uh, a chance to either learn a story they didn't know um, or have never read or revisit something from the past that they're familiar with with like new eyes. And you can and it's fr- uh, friendly to everybody in, you know, the family. Any anybody you could bring would not be offended by this show. Totally. Um, well, one of the things that we always wanted to do with the piece is to just really, really pay homage to the piece, the, the actual story. And there's nothing more ungratifying than going to see a musical that you think, or a movie or anything, that you think it is what it is. And then all of a sudden there's like these weird twists and turns that you're like, oh. Um, that didn't happen in the story. Oh, totally, totally. And so we really tried hard to make it familiar, not only to the people in the show playing the parts, but also for all of the audiences coming to see it, that they really feel like, oh, I just stepped into Washington Irving's world um, and there was no like little, uh, you know, unexpected, like, and also he played the fiddle. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> or changing Ichabod into an inspector like Tim Burton did. Oh, yeah, no, from a totally different city. Which is, you know, the opening number is taken from another. Um, it's it's what Irving used as his like intro poem in small quotes above his text. Yes, exactly. in the very beginning, we used that text as inspiration because I thought, oh my gosh, well this explains exactly what we're about to watch. So let's just use this. It's interesting because some of the actors in our show actually are are big fans of the short story, and I remember one of the first early blocking rehearsals uh one of the gals in the show mentioned to me she's like this is this is taken directly from it um, this is the story like she was quoting it directly i was like yeah i know I, <laughs> that's part of the reason we loved it is it paid a little more tribute to what the short story was really about as opposed to the hollywood version it's also interesting and i did i've read the story umpty bump number of times and there are certain i mean since i was a, a little boy and there are certain phrases of his writing that are so musical mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just say the sentence flatly. It is in and of itself a song, this sentence, you know? And so I tried to find all of my favorite one of those. 
and have the ensemble really and the the the, the whole it's an ensemble kind of show but um have the cast turn to the audience and direct address storytell like we would around a campfire. I mean, it is one of those original kind of American ghost stories that people have told around, you know, by lantern light for, you know, hundred some years, right? Mm -hmm. um, Did you uh, encounter any unexpected challenges with the space and the piece that was like, oh gosh, what do we do with uh, blah, blah, blah? <laughs> uh, one of the biggest challenges we had was when we went from our rehearsal space into the performance space, we had to sort of re-choreograph a bit, mostly because while the AI community church building is so beautiful, obviously it doesn't really have a true stage. So a lot of what we had the, especially the youth ensemble doing was some you know, lower level, like on the floor choreography. So we were like, oh no, as soon as we got in there, we realized we couldn't see them during those bits. So I would say that was the biggest challenge we had because it looked so good when we're blocking it and choreographing it. And then we got into the space and we went, oh no, now we can't see their their wonderful faces. So that to me was probably the biggest challenge. But once we worked it out, it was totally fine. But because it's not raised, you know, or in the, and the, the, the pews are also not raised. It's kind of all flat other than the little platform where we have the table and chairs where a lot of the, the scene work happens. Um, yeah, that's that was the biggest challenge I ran into. Otherwise, it's been a pretty smooth process. Honestly, knock on wood. I'm over here going, I hope nothing happens on opening night because it's been it's been a blessing. The uh, youth ensemble you and I have spoken about extensively. Uh -huh. um, it's, it, it's a show in which you could have a youth ensemble if you wanted, mm -hmm. uh, or you could cast, you know, teenagers or younger people to be like the pupils or whatever. Um, but you went the route of local children. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me, I, I saw their video earlier, their <laughs> level of enthusiasm uh, <laughs> seems unparalleled. Can you speak to the experience working with them? Oh, it's been such a treasure. Um, it's funny. They range from ages, I think the youngest is eight and the oldest is 13. And we do have eight of them. And they have really become this little powerhouse at one point i was like oh i feel like i need to spend more time with them like they're just not quite there yet and then all of a sudden now they literally and steven you and i spoke about this like they could run laps around every single one of us they know what scene is next they will tell each other which side of the stage to get on like they know this show um it's been it's been a fun transformation also as soon as you put them in the costumes because for a couple of them this is the first musical they've ever done so they've really embraced it and they're having a great 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 time and they've become um really it feels like they've become a best friend group too which is really sweet to watch oh that's yeah. great <laughs> i love how theater kind of just fosters families totally relationships that can last forever so great um yeah. um there was there was something else i wanted to oh yeah so in the end of the show, um, the thing I always love talking about about Sleepy Hollow is these were real people. Mm -hmm. Like this, this Ichabod was a school teacher that came and left after the Harvest Ball and no one knows what happened to him. And these are historical <laughs> facts. And, you know, all the people in in the, uh, you know, Katrina and the, the Baltus, whatever, are buried there in Sleepy Hollow. Right. Like these are real people. Um, and the end of the show, there's the... Isn't Washington Irving buried there as well? Yep. Yeah. I yeah. went this summer. It was pretty oh, cool. We'll speak to that next. Mm -hmm. But um, 
at the end of the show, uh, the creepiest part of the show, mm-hmm. um, this was new for the show, this production. Everything was new. Uh, not, not this production, one you're doing, but the one we did last year where we put in the midnight ride because it wasn't there. And I'm like, uh, that's the point of like, w- that's what we're waiting for. Right. Um, h- how did you um, conceive that staging? And was it fun? Was it uh, vexing? Like there's not a lot said in the text or whatever. So what was your approach to that? Ooh. So I toiled with that one a lot. It was one of the last things we blocked and choreographed actually, mostly because we were torn with all these different ideas. I even asked you one day was like, uh, why don't we ever see the headless horseman? You know, cause I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with the midnight ride. And it's really cool. Actually, Elise, who I mentioned earlier, co-founded Summerfield Stage, she's been doing the choreo for this production. And she actually has the youth ensemble come out during the, when the first chippity choppity starts and they form this really awesome horse head formation. Mm. Oh, it looks so cool. I've got to tape it for you guys. Um, and it creates this whole different scenario because we have the adults holding the lanterns. Everything goes to black other than the adults holding the lanterns and Ichabod holding one until obviously that loud sound. And right. one of the kids puts the creepy face pumpkin right over his head and he sort of falls to the side. Um, but really what makes it work is the way she choreographed the kids and the horse to the chippity choppity. Cause it's it, without, honestly, without showing you, it's hard to explain, but um, they have a really cool movement. They do like a horse galloping. It's cool, man. So that one was really, really tough for me because I was like, oh, do we need to have like fog and bring in some, you know, person for a flash in a headless horseman costume? But no, the simplicity of just putting some choreo to it because the music alone builds such a creepy, creepy atmosphere as it is and just changing the lighting a little bit. And it, it turned out pretty cool. That sounds so cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're proud of it. The kids love doing it, too. That's like their favorite part. <laughs> We, I mean, that that was my whole thing is like, we don't need to see him necessarily, but we should feel him. Right, right. We should feel that this is real and close. We did a, our first musical we wrote together was Not a Living Dead that had no zombies in it. So there's that. Um, this is clearly a pattern in our life of like <laughs> being afraid of something you can't really see. Mm-hmm. Um, so you went to Sleepy Hollow this summer. Can you tell us what that experience was like? Yeah, it was. So my in-laws live in Northern Westchester, only about 15, 20 minutes from Sleepy Hollow. And so my husband and I went down there and we, we drove through the graveyard, the cemetery. And um, I got out and walked around. And looked. It was pretty wet. It was kind of kind of not the perfect day to be walking around in a grassy area. But we did look for the tombstones it's it's an absolutely beautiful place and the bridge that is referenced um is right there and they have a beautiful historic sign on it it's such a cool town and it is very much a place that everyone pays tribute to sleepy hollow the story in washington irving there are little things everywhere and historic landmarks everywhere reminding you what this was and why this was in the story. So it's, it's a beautiful place. It's on the bucket list. Yeah. Uh, Turn to go. You go. That and, and of course, Salem. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Have to do that. Um, I imagine that sleepy hollow at Halloween is probably a lot of fun too. I've heard, I looked it up on some different websites. I was like, man, I wish I could go in October, but this was August. So. 
what's uh so what is next for Summerfield Stage Company? Yeah, so we will be doing a Christmas holiday season cabaret, like a fundraiser. We've done a bunch of them with a local bar in town, and they've just been awesome to sponsor us and host us for that. So it'll probably be back there. Um, it's called Village Beverage. They're just fantastic. We have a spring musical that I can't announce yet, only because... There's just a couple of little things in the contract that we have to finalize, but we're really excited about it. It's, um, I would say it's a bigger show, a bigger undertaking, um, but I think it will it'll be a lot of fun. And it's kind of putting us in an interesting place in terms of the themes and styles of shows that we're doing. So, yeah, it's not like very, a happy-go-lucky tap show by any means. <laughs> very exciting, very exciting. Um well, I, I think, uh, Amy, I know you're doing Media Day today, like doing all the, the radio and yep. whatever, TV and podcasts. <laughs> thank you for fitting us in. Yes, happy to. I, happy opening. Happy opening, yes. yes. So give excited. Our, give our, um, our, our love and support to the cast tonight and say break legs. I will, totally. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll ask Stevie to uh, email you a little note that you can maybe read to the cast from us that would just be like, here's from the authors tonight. Oh, they would love it. They would love it. Yeah. I yeah. feel them in uh, from time to time. I'll be like, well, I spoke to it, you know, the Connor and Smith team, they love it. They're always like, whoa. And I was like, I sent them a video. They were so excited because you know, it makes them feel really personal to you guys. So that's been cool. That's great. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and, and please let me know how it goes tonight. I'm so excited for you. All our little lanterns will be burning here in Arlington. Thinking Thanks. of you all. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one. Right. Happy opening. See ya. Take care. Bye. 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 Thank you so much, Amy. I'm so excited for you all and can't wait to hear how it goes. Um, it's really gorgeous music Matthew I really love what you did with all of those those songs oh thank you yeah I'm, I'm proud of the score I'm very proud of the book I think it's a pretty um, pretty well fleshed out show that we, we wrote so it's really fun to just feel like you are being fed and told directly to yourself one of the greatest ghost stories American ghost stories of all time so I really love the show I'm so excited for you all <clears throat> and yeah very cool. If you want to learn more about us, you can visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an ER. Uh, you can find us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Patreon under Connor and Smith. Again, Connor with an ER. Thank you to all of our Patreon uh, supporters. We love you all so much. You guys all get private content that no one else gets. A little behind-the-scenes videos of me and Matt. Um, our special documentaries that we've done in support of our shows. Concerts that we have recorded. Uh, Find Your Light Act 2 will be coming to all of our Patreon subscribers soon. So thank you for all those. And if you want to learn how to join and become a Patreon subscriber, subscriber please just check the link in the podcast notes oh we also have a youtube page um go check that out connor and smith again with an er on youtube you'll find i think even some videos from past productions of ichabod there so thanks so much uh for listening and we will see you tomorrow for another movie in our 31 days of halloween series bye y'all bye